Yeah. Feeling good today. Yeah. Feeling good today. Yeah. Uh huh. Come on. Feeling man. frisky. Yeah. Feeling fresh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm, we decided I'm, we were going to change the world, and we did. <laughs> that's true. That's why we don't have to do anything after he gets elected. That's it. We've already done. Bada bing. <laughs> Guess we can close the file on that one. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, I'm feeling pretty okay today as well. Um, pretty it, okay. It's it, it's cold here. It's cold enough now where my seat heater in my car turns on automatically Ooh. in the morning. Anyway, I'm snuggled. I'm in a sweater. Um, I am generating incredible amounts of static electricity. If only I could harness them somehow. Um, I did apart I from just the, you know hurting myself right before we record I have to go and turn my ceiling fan off that's like a tradition and right I went and I I'm one of those a, rituals you know it's it's <laughs> it's, it's like at the yeah. tea ceremony of podcasting <laughs> and I and I like I'm wearing a um my uh my robe my like I don't know like poofy robe your, your podcasting I, robe my podcasting robe yeah actually yeah. and and I went to turn the light switch off and it shocked me What's that? Right, yeah, that basically happens to me. Basically, in the wintertime or whenever it starts getting cold, um, as I walk around my house, anything I touch that's vaguely metallic, like light switches, you, light fixtures, etc. Do you think maybe that's why they don't put sheep indoors? Because I think, every time yeah, they touch they a would, metal right. surface, they would zap yeah, themselves? They would zap themselves. They would uh, harm sensitive electronics. They might start a fire. You know, I would think you a sheep could build up quite a charge. Because otherwise, I think obviously you'd want to have sheep indoors. You would, but. yeah. I mean, I can't think of a reason why you wouldn't want to have. I mean, they're very, they're very. Here's the thing: in the winter, a sheep lying on you would keep you quite warm. Quite. Quite warm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what are we doing today? <laughs> oh well. Uh, speaking of tea ceremonies, I have. Um, there's a there's a new um uh like bubble tea place near me. Mm-hmm. And I've never had bubble tea. And in, in fact, oh. I'm I'm still not going to have bubble tea because I did not realize that they don't put the bubbles in unless you specifically ask them. So ask what I have here, bubbles. rather than bubble tea, is just milk tea without bubbles. But I'm still going to try it. It comes in the nice. Um, I don't know if you've gotten bubble tea before, but you know they oh, like yeah. seal they seal the uh, the cup with the uh-huh. with the little plastic lid, and then I've got the sharpened straw here, which is probably mm-hmm. not legal to carry on a plane. Um, <laughs> just gonna pop it in here and heard, this is actually this is in. green milk tea um so that it's not quite as much caffeine for me mm-hmm. well that's pretty good i like that that's yeah. tasty it's a good taste yeah mm-hmm. it's just it's not any other flavor it's just green green tea milk tea pretty much yeah okay nice nice mm-hmm. my favorite is they make a usually most places make a brown sugar mm, mm-hmm. that's pretty tasty because it's not. I did see that. I saw sweet. that on their menu under seasonal brown sugar ginger, and I might have to go try that because it sounds ooh. quite good. Ginger, ginger added is that's ginger added. They don't, yeah. well, they what don't you have do, ginger added for me. Well, what it's you do is you make a, you make a hot brown sugar tea, and then you just put one of those frozen crushed ginger things in it as an ice cube. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I um I ordered some ginger on Instacart uh mm-hmm. the other like last Saturday actually. Um, and the thing about, have you used Instacart before? It's like mm-hmm, a grocery mm-hmm. delivery. It's like every time I've do- tried, they're like, oh, um, we're sorry. There's too much demand and we don't have any uh, deliveries available. Oh, that sucks. Um, I've, so I've tried. No, I, yeah. I, although I would say frequently. we can't endorse Instacart because it's, you know, bad and whatever. I mean, Prop, yeah, screw Prop them. 22. But like, I, 
I, I use it. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not right. getting into consumer's mindset. Like, yeah, you're right. I, it's the way for me to get groceries when I can. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, the thing about them is when you order produce, they just have like a, a, a picture of the produce. Like you're like, I right. want tomato. I would they have tomato. I would like, I would like one ginger, right? Yeah. You say I want one ginger. But they don't always. But that's specify. not how you spec ginger. <laughs> yeah, they don't tell you whether that's a pound or. Right. Yeah. A are you piece gonna get? Or... Are you gonna get one? One? You know, like cubic inch, like a sugar cube sized piece and, of ginger. Or are you gonna I'll get the you, entire ginger? I tell you what, it's different every time. Right. Yeah. So, so like this time, I was like, I need a lot of ginger. I will get one ginger. Right. Probably hoping they get me a pound of ginger. Mm-hmm. But what I got was not even a pound it was like two pounds of ginger root oh wow and they were these ginger roots were the smallest ginger roots i've ever seen they're like baby ginger roots huh so like so i have just so like much a, a ton of small gingers yeah i've just got like a whole which would be problematic in, in the uk ginger. because ginger means something different there but anyway <clears throat> it does oh <laughs> well t- today i learned uh, so, so, <laughs> But this is like a thing. A, a I got a lot of ginger. Of, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what to do with all the ginger. Um, Because what I like to do is I make a ginger garlic paste every like couple weeks where I just oh. put half ginger, half garlic in the blender mm-hmm. and I blitz it up with a little bit of water and then I just keep it in a deli container in my fridge. I should and I use do that, that, as that I cook. because that sounds like a life hack for because here's the thing, you know, for I'm Indian making, food. Well, and I'm making fried rice and I like to put oh. some garlic and ginger in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. hack for like Asian dishes because because right. they usually do a one to one or a two to one garlic ginger, and ginger garlic, yeah. ratio. Um, and to so, just yeah. have that on hand, you, you just keep that next to the stove so you can just spoon it in at will. <laughs> I want to get that set up like they have at like a restaurant where there's just like a a a a, a whole a of, selection of, of jars of, of melted butter, right? And there's just like a whole of ginger garlic paste, right? Yeah. A hole of pasta water. Yeah, yeah, I need that. Like you're just reaching with your ladle into the into the little open container of sesame oil to oh, spoon. Oh my it in. gosh! Oh my gosh! It'd be so good that nobody I live with would stand for this, but I would love it. Um, <laughs> be like, what is all this clutter? <laughs> so speaking, speaking of speaking of buying, of buying herbs, yeah. So like the thing I've realized is, uh, so I do Instacart, but even if I would go to the store, the recently i've just decided that like a new rule for me is like i always buy cilantro oh, parsley yeah. basil i am buying on a weekly and, basis at least two bunches of cilantro yeah and scallions and like green onions oh yeah love the this is the green onions are such a hack for just putting on top seriously. of your asian dish seriously yeah well here's the here's the other hack i learned Mm. is when they start going bad and you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to cut those up. Just chop just, them up, throw them in some oil in a pan and slowly with a really low oh. heat, just heat the oil and get extract all of the onion into Ooh. the oil and keep that in a bottle in your fridge. So <laughs> now you, you have, have onion, onion infused oil. You can sell yeah. that for $12 an ounce. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm. I've got you like a also. scallion cycle going now, and it's and it's and I do the same thing with herbs. The mm-hmm. herbs you can't do much when you they go old, so I just put them in yeah. the compost. Which right. I tell myself I'm not wasting because it's going into the compost. But right, yeah, t- dust to dust. 
Yeah. But you know what? It's worth it. Like it used to feel so wasteful because I'm like, I'm always buying herbs and I'm never using them. But I just realized like it's worth it to me to always have them as an option. Always having yeah. the herbs. Right. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, another thing you do when scallions start to go is you can chop them and then just put them in the freezer for when you when you do need to call upon true. them. True. True. Yeah. yeah. So however, do not freeze cilantro. You will have a bad time. That's not good. It will it will be a uh, my problem, sludge like you've never this seen. This is this is I'm going to put my local my local grocery store on blast is that um well, firstly when I go, they usually haven't restocked the cilantro yet, but also oh. like lately the cilantro that they've been stocking like is already starting to go by the time I get a hold of it. Yeah, and it's like, come yeah. on. I we have that problem lately too. Yeah. I don't, I'm not quite sure what to you make know where it? I've gotten some of the highest quality cilantro, bizarrely, is Aldi, a place where you would not expect to get the highest quality produce? <laughs> they have yeah, really do, good what cilantro. The, what, do, what is like a, as far as I can tell, Aldi is run by like a Germanic bear, mm-hmm. and I don't know what they would know about cilantro. Yeah, I don't know but, either. They have really good cilantro, and they, they also, you can just get like a crap ton of green onions, very good green onions for quite cheap. Yeah, Smart and Final, which is like a sort of like a wholesale kind of place out here, sells. That is a bizarre name, but <laughs> Smart, Smart, Smart and Final. And wo- hey, welcome to Smart and Final. Hey, <laughs> they they what, sell. What do you want? You want some cilantro? <laughs> they sell like a like a just a giant bag of green onions, and I if I get mm. stuff from Smart and Final, you're a big guy. Yeah. Something else we is uh, have you? I have a have I told you about the OXO Good Grips Green Saver Herb Keep Herb Keeper? Uh, no, you haven't. Um, uh, you want to um, you want to hit me with that again? Yeah. <laughs> the what now? Uh, the OXO OXO Good OXO Grips, Good Grips Green Saver Green Herb Saver. Keeper Herb Keeper. Is this? Oh, okay. I have similar ones to these, but they're made by Rubbermaid. Gotcha. I use them. Yeah. I use them. Yes, I put my cilantro in them, and it does seem to extend the life of the cilantro by yeah. um, a remarkable amount. The ones I have are the Rubbermaid Freshworks Produce Saver. Now we now we look at that Rubbermaid Freshworks. <laughs> you get the you get the big one. You can fit like four bunches of cilantro in there at once okay, if you okay. want. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. See, what's nice about these ones is they have slats in the bottom, mm-hmm. so that you can well, you can. The, the, uh, they have like a cage that the herb goes in, and right. you dunk the cage into water. Yeah, the Rubbermaid um, has a little little tray on the bottom. It's not oh, like I a see. fully inclusive ca- cage, but there is a little tray. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Very That's good. pretty cool. Very good. Uh, probably one I, of my best purchases. <laughs> I recommend these, this kind of a tool to anyone it, who hasn't. It sometimes annoys me that like the things I buy for like $40 that are like kitchen implements end up being way more useful than like computers that I buy. <laughs> Oh, buddy! Speaking of computers, did you get we didn't we didn't put this in the show oh. notes, but did you order an iPhone? I did. I ordered the I ordered the twelfth model of iPhone, just the yes? just the the non professional version. I got the professional twelfth model because I'm a professional. You know, I this is the thing. I have an eleven professional at the moment, and I don't know. I guess I, I've just had like a fit of peak this year, and I'm like, I'm not paying a thousand dollars for another phone. So you're smarter than me. Yeah. So I got the iPhone 12. Um, I was thinking about getting it with the upgrade plan, but then I figured I have budgeted to just buy it, so I'll just buy it. And then if I want to get a new phone yet next year, I can just sell it. So yeah, if you you're know. 
if you're disciplined enough to do the selling and the buying and to save, that's that makes sense. Right. I but learned I a while think... ago that the monthly payment plan works better for me because I'm just not. Yeah. Yeah. Disciplined. Well, and it includes Apple Care too, right? So yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Although so I got it's that. Interesting. Um, I'm hoping this will last two years. I'm also hoping to go caseless because they make big claims about the glass on this. You know. It's always yeah, been sort of irritating to me. They make these nice phones. They look very nice. They have nice colors. And then you put them in like a $12 case and you yeah. can't see any of it. <laughs> and I don't like the cases make them bulkier. And they, right, they put too. a lip on the screen, which is not perfect. And I, well, and yeah, I, I mean, always... you've never seen someone wander around with an OtterBox case. It's like your phone is like we, twice we, the size now. <laughs> we give those out at work because we right. have to. Because yeah. I don't know how these people, what these people are doing with their phones. If like they get home from work and they just immediately take the phone out of their pocket and well, throw Aaron, it I'm across so the glad room. you asked. I've actually been using my phone as a hammer to build my deck. Jeez Louise. Just bam, bam, bam. I don't know what they do, but we have to get the giant OtterBox beefy cases for them. And mm -hmm. they still break the the screens in yeah, these Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be I've interesting to see. I've never once cracked a screen on an iPhone. Mm -hmm. And I use like the minimalist cases that like yeah the barely... kind that i get advertised on instagram <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just thought the thinnest of all cases but even that feels bulky to me like i'm gonna take you know what why just, not i'm taking instead my of case buying off. a case i'm just going to like wrap my iphone in in plastic so I wrap bought, i bought a case but i think i'm gonna try and do it caseless for a little while to see. i did i did buy a case too i may end up returning it um we'll see we'll see i didn't I get know. the apple case i got a cheaper Oh, I, I did get the Apple case because it's the magnetic kind, and that seems interesting to me. I'm I got curious the Spigen, 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 uh, Spigen, yeah, little um, minimal guys. I also got one of their silly magnetic chargers because that also seemed interesting to me. I will. I'm be annoyed that, but I gotta wait. <laughs> I'm annoyed that they are reusing the MagSafe brand and like pretending like it's a whole new thing. They're like, yeah, MagSafe, it's new. And you're like, like no, it's not uh, new. You used to have this thing on your laptops that was really good called MagSafe. And they're like, what? Sorry, didn't hear you. <laughs> That's Apple for you. Yeah. Ugh, um. Anyway. Speaking of getting rid of things, well, uh, R.I.P. T.A.B. <laughs> yes. Uh. The uh the soft drink known as Tab, Coca Cola's original diet soda, is being discontinued <laughs> after after nearly sixty years of production. Oh, I didn't it's, realize it's been around that long. Yeah, it's crazy to think about time and how old we are. Yeah. It's also <laughs> the soda with perhaps the weirdest name, at least that's currently produced. Tab. No, I don't... It's just such a... Put it I on I don't know what tab. it's meant to evoke. And this is the thing, like, the tab design has been... I mean, it's literally just like a pinkish red can that says tab. I don't know... <laughs> It's sort of an exercise in not branding in an unbranding way, right? Like, there's just not a lot going on here, and yet it speaks volumes. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, yeah. I had a, well, I had their a marketing aunt. department used its IBM 1401 computer to generate a list of over 185,000 four-letter words with one vowel, adding mm. name suggestions by the company's own staff. The list was stripped of any words deemed unpronounceable or too similar to existing trademarks. The final list included about 20 names. Tab was chosen with two Bs. Um, but then they shortened it to just <laughs> I'm Tab. Glad they... T -A -B. <laughs> Boy, so am they... I glad they didn't go with that. Oh, so this was the first, the first machine learning 
soft uh truly uh, soft yeah. drink uh pretty freaking cool i did not judging I judging that. from uh how widely it seemed to not be liked i would say that perhaps the recipe was also machine learned as well <laughs> <laughs> well the thing about it is it's kind of gross it's very it uses saccharin mm-hmm. which which has like uh the like bitter aftertaste or whatever right uh and then people there was like a whole worry about it giving you cancer um but which, you know it and- may well have done but who knows oh uh, who knows allegedly me The stupidest thing, like, one of the most embarrassing facts about me, Mm -hmm. among so many, is that in high school, me and my friends used to think it was cool to buy and drink tab. Because it's kind of a countercultural thing, right? It's like, listen, I'm not not buying that pedestrian diet Coke. (laughs) Oh, you've never heard of tab? I'm That's having, interesting. folks, I'm having the cool diet soda, which is a, just a remarkable concept to think about these days. Oh, but. you say this diet soda kills you and gives you cancer? Well, I guess I just like to live on the edge. Can you, are you on the tab um, Wikipedia page? Oh boy, I'm on the tab Wikipedia page. Would you, would you please scroll down to the uh, variants and look at the can for tab extra? <laughs> Buddy. Yes, it is like it is like a label printer, like one of those yeah, raised Dymo, label printer right. things. <laughs> it says this was a, a Norwegian version of Tab made to compete with Pepsi Max in the country, and it looks like this is like if they had branded this uh, in this way, more than just your friends would have been drinking Tab. Oh yeah, in the nineties, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone would have been all over it. But also, back they in the nineties, it was still that pink can. Yeah. They apparently experimented, as they did with all beverages in like the late 80s, early 90s, with making it clear. So they had tab clear. I do not yeah. know why clear soda was a thing. That was such a thing. Why did Why did we need Pepsi to be crystal, you know? I was super into it, though. <laughs> what it I want to like do is I want to drink soda. I want to drink cola, but I want it to look like I'm drinking fizzy water. That's the future, man. <laughs> uh, they, they came uh, out with a tab-branded energy drink, or tab that's energy in 2006. Remarkable. Yeah, and it they say what's interesting here is they say it was sold in Mexico, New Zealand, and Spain. Um, but the thing is, I distinctly remember picking some up at Mm. the AMPM store, uh, like convenience store, on my way to work, like just a few years ago. So I think it made its way here, but because most energy drinks already taste terrible, so why would you make yeah. a tab version of an energy drink? Well, it's just like we're already halfway there. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like all we had to do is put more caffeine in it. <laughs> Whoa, oh, we're halfway there. Whoa, oh. Drink this on a Whoa, dare. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, oh, it's discontinued, so you know, um uh, but, gonna uh, see if I if, can get some. If I may, uh <laughs> yeah. I saw um at the store this week, um there's a new version of Canada Dry called Canada Dry Bold Ginger Ale. Bold Which I assume means it actually tastes like ginger and not just like sugar. <laughs> so it says here, uh, it's strong, burns at the end, but you get used to it. And frankly, that's what I want. That's what you know. That's like ginger beer. You know what's funny? Ale. That's 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 often how my my exes have just dis- have described me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, we've got a couple things here that I just can't get out of my head. 
Um, these are like very like this is the face you see before you die. This is what I like. This is see at night. Anglo examples of Anglo degeneracy. Um, how they ever came to rule the world, I don't understand. First is British Trump. Um, and you're gonna have to look in the show notes for this one, but it's a rendering of what it's a Photoshop of what Trump would look like as a British man, and it's perfect and haunting and terrible. Um, it's just it's too good. It, It upsets me. It's the face it I see right before so I fall much. asleep. <laughs> it's so bad, but it's so well done. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's just, perfect. He's like the right amount of gaunt. You know, he looks a bit like Grand Moff Tarkin. Gaunt, gaunt is exactly the word yeah. I was going to say. Mm-hmm. It Very gaunt. He's a gaunty, gaunty boy. Yeah. But uh, obviously that's visual, so I don't know how much we can say about it. The next is this. The Economist, um, I guess, had occasion to write about cheesesteaks. Um, as one does in the as one does. So um, here's a clip. This is was brought to us by uh, Ryan Briggs, who is a data and investigations reporter for WHYY, uh, Move Closer to Your World Today, in Philadelphia. And this is an inconceivably British description of cheesesteak in The Economist. It says, in many ways, this is a simple dish. Beef, sliced this way and that, is cooked on a grill, placed on a hoagie roll, parentheses, a long Italianish bath. <laughs> End parenthesis. Uh, you know what? Also, how my exes have described. Me. What? Listen, what's bathing? <laughs> and topped with cheese. It comes, and this is in quotes, wit with onions or without bereft of them. <laughs> but folks, I am, I am. Listen, my worst days are when I am bereft of onions. Am I right, folks? <laughs> so bereft of onions. <laughs> the cheese can be one of three types: provolone, arguably the fancy option. American for the patriots among you, or whiz a non a neon processed cheese sauce for those truly in the know. <laughs> Eating a Philly cheesesteak is an indication that a would-be president who travels with a motorcade and a phalanx of security is, in fact, a man, or imagine one day a woman of the people. <laughs> Bereft of onions. <laughs> I just want the economist to describe right. everything. What I want is I'd like, oh, I'd like a cheesesteak on a bap, uh, bereft of onions. Wit, <laughs> wit. <laughs> Thank but, you uh, kindly, I sir. Thought, I thought this was just remarkable cheek from the country that brought us smack barm pee wet. Are you aware of smack barm pee wet? I don't know what smack smack barm pee wet oh, is a wait, dish. Wait, wait. Yes. A dish that you can get uh, in in Britain, in Wigan, uh, you can go to a place called uh, the Trollerman, uh, and you can get a smack for 40p. Um, but uh, so, so a smack for 40p is basically like a battered potato that's been fried. But for 80p, you can get a smack barn peewet, which is a battered fried potato on a bun um, and then c- um, covered in peewet, which is... Um, basically uh the water off the peas <laughs> how do, how dare a a culture that has created the smack barn pee wet get in our face about cheesesteaks seriously <laughs> Ang- I, don't I, know. I will not stand for it <laughs> the thing is any 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 british people ever try to get on american food and yeah. i and i say um excuse me yeah. have well, you have you heard of this atrocity that you call the the chip butty oh, oh no just, what's that <laughs> It is just two pieces of bread upon which you slather butter, and okay. then in betwixt them, 
you place stale, old, and cold leftover fried potatoes, aka chips. Why is all their called. food like depression era food? It's just <laughs> are, all that. It's like is their economy that bad? <laughs> like they just never got over it. Like they right. they were so, I don't know, man. Yeah. But yeah, they, and and you tell you try to tell any person from England that that like that's kind of doesn't sound that great uh, and they just go ape on you. They just lose it. Yeah. So, but well, uh so I just you know I do kind of want to try the pee wet. I got to be honest with you now. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Yeah. I've just been this is the thing. I haven't been sleeping well and it's because when I close my eyes to go to sleep, I see British Trump and in my head I just hear repeated smack bar and pee wet, smack bar and pee wet, smack bar and pee wet. Well, imagine him ordering <laughs> British Trump going, "Oi." Oi. Well, I actually no. He looks like he'd have a very upper wet. crust accent. So he would he would march into Wigan <laughs> in like a three-piece suit and say, I, what, what, what do you say was good around here? I shall oh, have I shall have a cha, uh, smack cha. bomb piwet. Oh, 80p. Capital, capital. <laughs> Less than a quid seems like a tremendous deal. Mm, I dare say. I dare say. <laughs> Governor. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. So we're... Um, I, I kind of think we should just ban the entire country of the UK from making food. <laughs> <laughs> like the rest of us will just handle it. It's like, don't worry, it's fine. We'll we'll work it. Well, out I don't know if you can do the United Kingdom because, like, uh, they do they do get kind of kind of silly with it in Scotland and do some crazy. That's stuff true. Like, that's true. Maybe just England. England they, is not allowed to make food anymore. Scotland, they're doing like whether you got that Scotch egg, you got that fried Mars bars. Well, you know, they're like caffeinating their alcohol. Well, and Scotland was where uh, chicken tikka masala was invented. So see, we we do unfortunately have to hand it to them. We do. We do. <laughs> Someone we don't Clap have to hand that, it. You stupid bastard. Something we don't have to hand anything to uh, is yeah. oh, Elon Muskovitz. Elon Musk. Um, his company, the Boring Company, uh, has been working on a Snooze. project. <laughs> <laughs> They've been working on a project called the Las Vegas Loop. Uh um what it what the it's loop. supposed to do is um basically move people from the Las Vegas Convention Center to the parking lots of said convention center. E um, e e e e. So rather than doing like any sort of conventional transit system, they inside conventional decided, <laughs> they decided instead to pay the boring company to dig uh, two eight tenths of a mile tunnels in which they will they will run Tesla vehicles in these tunnels, uh, four or five people in each vehicle at a time. Um, now, they originally said they want to move up to forty four hundred attendees every hour through these tunnels. However, due to pesky regulations and big government interference for things like fire safety and evacuation um they're only going to be able to transport at most uh, about 1200 people an hour through this system um and Come on, man. so this is basically they've done they've dug uh two very small tunnels through which they're going to drive some tesla cars slowly and move like hardly anyone um but Musk says that this is, in fact, quite profound. Uh, on Twitter, someone retweeted a screen cap of one of the boring companies like pitch videos from a couple of years ago, which uh -huh. shows like this sort of fancy shuttlecraft thing going down a, an elevator. And uh, Elon replied to this and said, we simplified this a lot. It's basically just Tesla's in tunnels at this point, which is way more profound than it sounds. 
Wow. Excuse me. I'm just what I'm hoping for is that is that the the boring company will build these tunnels at its own expense or at private expense, and then we can just sort of expropriate them and run actual trains through them. <laughs> I don't know. This is the, this is preposterous to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, Teslas and things of this nature, like, yeah. and he he's just uh, he's just saying. I love that he can now just say. This is actually way more profound than it sounds. I'm going to yeah. start saying listen, that. I'm listen, we didn't deliver what we said. <laughs> we didn't deliver what we said, but that's fine because it's actually better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I guess yeah. it's true. Thank you, Elon. Right. I mean, that's been their whole thing for the whole time. To- the whole time, you know, it was like, oh, you know, the Model Three are going to have like a thirty-five thousand dollar electric car, and then they're like, well, actually, we aren't ever going to sell it for thirty-five thousand dollars. But actually, it's better this way because you get, um, you know, reasons. <laughs> if yeah. it, people who who continue to be unable to see through elon musk it's like yeah and i will know, i don't this trust is a, you uh, this is a tech crunch article and uh the comment section is a mess someone said elon has always delivered only a fraction of what he promises it's what hucksters do and someone said he may miss deadlines uh and to those who use this as a main argument who doesn't but overall he delivers everything <laughs> for me personally uh, it matters only if you delivered if you are on time great if not still great literally That's literally uh, not the truth <laughs> like yeah. what oh we love it we we Thank love you, to Elon. just i love to build tunnels i I just love doing it build, it's great it's very profound tunnel. it's very profound <laughs> just build, just dig tunnel <laughs> no <laughs> uh, we got bad. yeah uh one moment um, here oh here we go there we go uh let me get i can't find my papers um well, if i just I'm shake this plastic this bag one. is yeah. that the same is that, is, that, does that sound like is, a paper? that is that the bag in which your bowl was delivered that's actually just the bag of spicy lime plantain oh, okay um i don't have the bag <coughs> this ad is uh for for a new project um mm-hmm. a new initiative a new initiative uh one billion famous bowls. What, folks? One billion famous bowls. You heard it here first. You know, Matt Iglesias has talked about one billion Americans, but to that I have to say, what about one billion famous bowls? What about one billion famous bowls? Now, I've been trying to deconstruct Which, them. Yeah. Go um, ahead. I've been trying to make my own famous bowl because, you know, it is, while it's only like five U- U.S. American dollars where mm-hmm. I live. Right. Um. You get a famous bowl, a cookie, and a drink. I don't right. want the cookie and the drink. I just want the bowl. Yeah. You can't just buy the bowl usually, so. Mm. Um, it's it's kind of expensive. For those unfamiliar with the famous bowl. Right. Um, it is 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 a bowl of mashed potato mm-hmm. topped with corn and shredded cheese and gravy and popcorn chicken. And I want to say, um, you know, this may sound a sort of superficially similar to the Smack Barn Peewet, but it is not. It's much better. It is not. It is. This is so yeah. much better. Yeah. Um, it comes from the Kentucky the, Fried Chickens. Yeah, yeah. The, we love KFC, famous bowl. And and what we're proposing is universal basic bowls. UBB. Uh, UBB. Everyone, you got to say like A-B-B-B. UBB. Ev- everyone will be given a bowl every day at lunchtime. And what we're going to do is Everybody. we're going to we're going to put folks back to work. We're going to have unemployed people. We're going to employ them driving milk floats around to deliver bowls like milkmen of old except with delicious KFC famous bowls. 
Yeah. This will be it's the KFCCC. The (laughs) KFCCC. We're going to cut trail and deliver bowls, folks. (laughs) It's going to be beautiful. This is going to change. This is what, this is how we're going to beat China. This is the thing. Does China have universal bowls? I don't think they do. But here's the thing. Do you really want a billion Americans? Like, do you really want that many more Americans? Or would you rather have a bowl, a famous bowl? I know what I want. Every day. I know what I I want. I want that bowl every day. As they say, give me that bowl. Give me that bowl. All right, end of ad. <laughs> so uh, hungry for a famous bowl. Now. <laughs> can't, can't think straight, just want the bowl. <laughs> I need it, I gotta have it. Come on, man. See, the famous bowls I've been eating have fueled my brain to come up with something um, that I just thought they are about brain recently. Fuel. It is, yeah. it is, that's what they call it. They call that brain food. Right. Um, that gravy, man. That KFC gravy. I can't. Yeah, I don't, I don't I know. I wish they sold it like at the store. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, yeah, yeah. I came up with an idea for something. I want to lay this on you. Um, okay. It's a. It's a. I don't. I don't know if this would be considered a thought technology. Um, mm. But it's it's something called Predenfreude. Okay. So you've you've heard the term of Schadenfreude, right? Uh yes. In fact, Which, I often partake in it. That's a so, uh, tr- Twitter is mostly a vehicle for experiencing degrees of outrage so, and Schadenfreude. Uh, let me let me see if I can. What's the definition of Schadenfreude, real quick? Uh, Webster's Dictionary defines. <laughs> How do you Schaden- spell Schadenfreude? Schadenfreude. Well, right. That's that's <laughs> step zero is to spell it correctly. Oh, pleasure, I have it spelled there. Pleasure derived by someone from another. <clears throat> pleasure derived by someone from another person's misfortune. It's yeah. one of those one of those compound German words. It says here for the EP by lubricated goat. See Schadenfreude EP. <laughs> okay, thank yeah. you. Um, the so like you know, it's seeing your enemies fail brings delight to you. Is a, right. is an yeah. example of Schadenfreude. Uh huh. So, Predenfreude is the is the feeling. You experience anticipating Schadenfreude, right? Yeah. So when when you're like, oh boy, it's gonna be hilarious when Trump gets COVID, mm-hmm. that that feeling of like, oh yeah, then they'll then we'll see what happens. Then yeah, then, then we'll get him. Then we'll get him. Yeah. Surely this will be the thing, right? Uh, but I then it happens, the and it doesn't. Right, and I think it's the like, thing is whatever. because you've sort of you sort of uh, blown your load prematurely, as it were. Yeah. yeah. So when it happens, it's like inevitably disappointing. Right, and that's why we, you know, we've gone through this in in Huel pilled uh, stuff is to you know um, just try and not um, anticipate this. Just you know, let it let it let the let the feed let the news wash over you and take yeah. it in, you know, as it comes. Don't. Don't 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 think too hard. Don't try to you because, know you know people when they when you watch a movie with them or you watch a TV show with them mm-hmm. and they're like oh my gosh oh my gosh is this gonna happen oh my gosh I think this is what's gonna happen oh and they're like trying to predict it the whole time instead of like actually experiencing it and enjoying it yeah, for what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really enjoy the piece of art. Like this is probably why they can't enjoy a painting because it's just there. That's the painting. 
Like, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're like, is that it? Right. <laughs> um, like, yeah. That, but I think you got, you're, you're right. In as much as you can remove yourself out of that mindset, I think it's a good thing. And, and I think one thing that we, we has been made very evident to us is that, you know, the reason that you should avoid Freud is because um, those that, that absolutely should receive some sort of comeuppance definitely won't. And well, nothing good can happen. We're right. on the darkest timeline. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like, yeah, I mean, we keep we keep waiting for Trump to receive his, you know, receive his his payment, as it were, for his deeds. He's not going. Yeah. You know, it's almost like it's like a, mentally it's like going on a diet of just sugar. Right. Yeah. So it will fill you and it mm-hmm. will give you a very strong, fast, quick, pure amount of energy. Yeah. Just a diet of pure milk tea. But it just burn it. If that's all you do, it's gonna burn you out so bad. It's just yeah. gonna exhaust all of your glands <laughs> and your secretions to where your body cannot can no longer actually supply you with genuine natural dopamine. Now, why is it so wet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Predenfreude. I just wanted to put that out there. We're so good at coining words. I just want to really can, are. Do you have do you have applause? I don't know if I have claps. I just want to give ourselves a round of Pain. applause here. That's about as close as I've got. That's all you've got. <laughs> <laughs> I just only have negative things. Uh, I got it's easy to remember. I don't I thought I had applause. I don't I do have the Amtrak thing. America. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It does seem like it does tell you a lot about how we work, where we haven't ever thought, neither of us have thought about putting applause onto our sound. Right. Lines. No, I'm just over here with like. <laughs> I would never applaud anything. Right. <laughs> we do. We do have fuel. We have fuel. Yeah, that's true. Although the fuel clips, I don't know that I've. It's you know because I've got like. And listen to silliest this. thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. This. It's amazing. Oh, that's true. We do have that one. Yeah, we have that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm in violation of international treaties. <laughs> easy heel, easy, easy heel. <laughs> Look at this. Heel, set it down. There Don't do anything crazy. Things to do here. <laughs> heel has the nuclear football. I'm in violation of international treaties. Heel, easy. Don't press the button. Heel, just set it down. Oh, we'll get you donut. <laughs> He's just sitting there holding it going, oh, boy. <laughs> Hit it, Joe. <laughs> um, uh, it was suggested that we collect the Huel clips and put them into like one of those deep fake audio things so that we can then make Huel say whatever we want, which is a clever idea, but it, it sounds like effort that I'm not willing to put in. Yeah, if somebody else wanted to do that for us, we'll I can provide we'll the clips. You what you need. Yeah. yeah. That's a anyway, lot of work. Speaking of people who will, won't receive their comeuppance, and in fact, quite the opposite, uh, the Lincoln Project. <laughs> oh. Now, Aaron, would you care to explain it's uh, briefly? It's dark in there. Could you explain to the dear listeners what the Lincoln Project is exactly? So, when early on in it's, Trump's... It's not a project to build a house out of Lincoln Logs. That would be no. cool. <laughs> early on in Trump's rise to power... Mm-hmm. He there there were a group of Republicans, mostly these were like the National Review folks um, and yeah, the neocon, people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sort of like Bill Crystal, these types right. who 
who uh, saw the writing on the wall and realized, like, well, you know, we're not going to, like, turn into these sort of sweaty hog type right uh, they're the sort people. of intellectuals that that trump like has specifically targeted the swamp creatures as it were yeah and i think in a lot of ways they play that role on purpose because right. they know it's useful for the republican agenda to have them be the bad guys they're they're the yeah, bad yeah. cop right right but they so, realized they were about to get like kneecapped you know if they if they tried to stay in the republican party right know, they were just going to get kneecapped so they've basically so wh- formed. Listen, a- listen. What's a political consultant to do <laughs> in this they just situation? <laughs> a new project, the Lincoln Project, to mm-hmm. help uh, Joe Biden win right. the presidency. And that's what you you know you're doing well when your enemies from the other side of the aisle also support you. That means that there's nothing uh, questionable <laughs> about <laughs> your platform or policies. <laughs> yeah, I mean. We're, like listen, George we're, we're a united people. front. <laughs> We've got George Conway on our side. Clear eyes, full <laughs> hearts, can't lose. <laughs> yeah. Just think about that, what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but basically what it also appears like um, is that this is not so much a help Joe, Joe Biden win project mm-hmm. as, as it is a, a con, stupid, idiot uh, Democrats yeah, and liberals into giving a, us money. Just a huge grift, basically. Um, yeah. And there's some numbers here from their FEC filing. In quarter three, they convinced Democratic donors to part with nearly $40 million. Uh, they burned a staggering $13 million on operating expenditures, made $23.9 million, mostly routed to founders firms, and ended with $13.2 million on hand. Now, they've been producing ads like crazy, some of which, unfortunately, are actually pretty good. Um, yeah. But mostly... Because um, they're Republicans, is, so they like know how to do Right, things. they actually know, yeah, they actually know how to do politics. <laughs> <laughs> which I guess is one thing. Um, but this, uh, this second uh, tweet here, um, they've basically been redirecting all of this money that gets uh, given to them by like well-meaning centrist Democrats um, to, to their own firms. You know, that, that's basically what this is. It's right, just a so sort who of money laundering ads, exercise. Like the money, the money is going into their, their buddies. Right. Yeah. You have the, listen, you have like the, uh, the Lincoln project political action committee it needs to produce an ad. So who does it hire? Well, it hires some media consultants. And uh, so which firm does it, you know, hire, <laughs> you know, one of the firms of the, one of the people, you know, who's sort of, uh, started one of these, one of these things. Um, yeah, almost all of that money went to the group's board members and firms run by them. This is from back in March. <laughs> Uh, it, back in March, don't move polls. Back in March, the Lincoln Project spent nearly one million dollars with Summit Strategic Communications, a firm run by Lincoln Project treasurer Reed Galen. Hmm. <laughs> Good job. Another two hundred fifteen thousand went to Tusk Digital, a company run by Lincoln Project advisor Ron Steslow. How about that? It's, it must be nice, I guess, that you just like uh, you know can self deal in this way. I do have a tweet here in response to this tweet. Someone said, uh, "Tired of purity tests." They know how the GOP thinks and willing to go where Dems won't. Their ads are brutal and brilliant. And for now, we have a common goal. If, they, <sighs> if an attempt to rehab their reps, who cares? We can deal with whatever they decide to do after an ele- after election later. Eye on prize, people. 
which what? is uh, well, yeah, it's is like what? listen, listen. We may be giving them uh, a whole bunch of money and uh, you know helping them launder their reputations, um, but that's fine. We'll just deal with what happens afterwards. We'll after, just deal after with them they've using gotten. all that use all that money to undermine everything we want to do after after they've gotten the money and um you know um rebuilt their reputations then we'll deal with you know <laughs> i don't know man people's mm. brains just don't work anymore no they, they truly really don't, don't. They, yeah. they've just become so i want to be clear we're not exempt from that as well my brain fully does not work anymore my brain doesn't work but i'm not counting on it do you know what right. i mean yeah right yeah, this is the thing. It's I've like, removed myself from any sort of responsibility that would entail like my brain needing broken, to work. It's like if you have a broken calculator that every time you type a number in it, it just it just spells out boobs, like because <laughs> you did it so many times, right? And you keep typing any equation, any any addition, subtraction, yeah. division, anything you put in there, it's just you know five eight zero zero eight five, and Sp- yeah, you keep spoobs. You just. <laughs> Wait, did I? <laughs> Spoobs. <laughs> Spoobs. <laughs> you keep, you keep, you keep. That's gotta be the is episode that title. Other is that the other spell? Wait, well, you said five eight zero zero eight five. It's been so long. It's the same backwards as forwards. I don't know. <laughs> um. You you, you keep, <laughs> we're no, my analogy, by spoobs. My, my my analogy will not die here. It's a good analogy. <laughs> well, <coughs> one moment. You keep oh, using the no. calculator. Even you though you know it doesn't work. Listen, who- <laughs> anyway, I know please. the calculator doesn't work. I don't use it. I only use it when I'm like, uh, look, spoobs. <laughs> Spoob. That's spoobs. it. Right. I'm not using this to do my bills. You know. Mm-hmm. That's the. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh, wrecking my brain uh, every week. That's you know why my brain doesn't work anymore is because I encountered a tweet this week or a couple tweets that broke yeah. my brain. Um, this is from Megan McArdle, who's at now this tweet. This tweet was shared in a Discord server, and, and you, you were like, "You said please." Well, oh, well, looks like we're gonna have to talk about this on the show, <laughs> and I just like saw. You say that, and I saw a tweet by Megan McArdle. And you were I saw like, that her no, avatar, she's no, wearing a I, mask. And I was I like, opt-out. I refuse to read it. I'm not. I <laughs> I'm opt not out. Gonna I'm going to do it. Yeah. Freedom, I, freedom to think, okay? Free- <laughs> I present my card, and I do not have to read this tweet. Free- Listen, freedom to think agency, all right? <laughs> <sighs> these, these days, they'll arrest you and throw you in jail for thinking, unless you have the special card. <laughs> I just see a tweet like that. I'm like, here we go. Like uh, yeah. when I read, when I try to read Megan McArdle and her similar peers, like when I look at the words, mm-hmm. it's like looking at one of those like machine learning generated pictures that's like AI generated. That's like generated to make your human brain think you're seeing something, right? But it's, yeah, it's you're, not you're, an actual thing. You're seeing a face in something that doesn't actually have a face. That kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And and it's like you can't stop looking for the face. You, you mm-hmm. it like tricks your brain. That's mm-hmm. what her text look like. I just look at the words. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. So go ahead this and is, read this. This is I'll Megan close McArdle. my eyes and listen. Her her at is asymmetric info, which is a good start. You sort of know mm-hmm. what you're in for um, with mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So she says, uh, um, this is in reply. So the, the original tweet is by a gentleman named Aaron E. Carroll, who is a, um, uh, uh, a pediatrician and sort of healthcare policy wonk type person. Um, who actually has a good series of videos on YouTube called Healthcare Triage. Um, but he says, I will never understand why we discuss long lines to vote as a good thing instead of a complete failure of voting infrastructure. Yeah. It's similar to how I feel about bake sales for medical care as a feel-good story instead of a complete indictment of our failed healthcare system. And Megan uh, quote tweeted this and said, um, we have long lines for voting for the same reason we have long lines for major concerts. It's a rare event for which demand occurs all at once. This is why lines are worse in dense areas and poor areas. The only way to alleviate the cues is through massive overcapacity, and massive overcapacity is much more expensive to create in dense areas, while the fiscal capacity is often lower. A completely fair per capita distribution of federal aid to reduce lines would still leave much longer lines in cities. Um, did that make any sense to you at all? Just like I couldn't even listen. Like I was like I, trying yeah. to to like compute the words. Well, this is couldn't. the thing. When you get to you, you're reading and you're saying we have long lines for voting for the same reason we have long lines for major concerts. And my brain just went Poof. like I just shorted <laughs> out. I blew a fuse. Just like a fuse broke. Yeah. I was like, I was like, that's not. No, that's um, not how this. That's not how this works. That's not what? how this works. Voting is exactly like concerts. It's rare. Um, and so that's why, uh, you know, there are lines and such, which is silly because it's not, it's not rare. Um, it's not that rare. It's no, like, it's, it's <laughs> not like, it's not like concerts at all <laughs> in like Do any other way. countries not have voting? Aaron replied and said, we could also offer online voting, universal mail-in voting, staggered slash scheduled voting, etc. There are other solutions to which she replied, staggered voting means voters are voting with different information, taking Eros impossibility to a whole new level. Online voting is vulnerable to hacking. Sure, we could do various stuff, but need to make the case that those other downsides are better than Q's. And I had Ugh. to, I just got to, there was some talk in, in said discord that you mentioned about arrows impossibility, which I've deliberately avoided learning about. I'm now going to Wikipedia it. Okay. Arrows um, um, impossibility theorem is an impossibility theorem stating that voters, when voters have three or more distinct alternatives, no ranked voting electoral system can convert the ranked preference of individuals into community. This doesn't have anything to do with, with there being lines. What? <laughs> These people drive me nuts because they're like, well, what they do I, is they, like read, they, they a, read the Wikipedia article once and then they're like, hmm. They're like crows who have a collection of shiny objects, which right. they have gathered, and they, <laughs> they, they just set them about. As if it's an argument. Right. They're like, yeah. I've seen I've seen smart people using this term. Here's a shiny object. I am a crow and I don't really understand the meaning behind the shiny object. I assume it's just shiny. Therefore I win. Ha -ha. I mean, I could do a, a more like a tweet that is more sensible I'm than Sorry, this. this was too negative to crows. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I crows are good. I mean crows. Yeah. Crows have shiny things because that's about all that. It, that's COVID's fine. COVID's are them. more that's important than Megan McArdles, okay? You can teach you can teach crows to to like gather trash. I could do like a more correct tweet on this that's still ridiculous. I could say like, well, the reason that we have lines is because the poly exclusion principle precludes two people from occupying the same space at the same time. 
<laughs> but it's this sort of like, you know, you find like a buzzwordy thing and then you're like, oh, uh, by the, uh, uh, you know, according to the second law of thermodynamics, we must have cues. <laughs> But this is the the thing you have to know about Megan McArdle, McArdle, as her at sort of suggests asymmetric info. She's a big uh, one of these big like I'm just asking the question. Cut up, people. You know what's funny, and I'm gonna be careful about how I say this, but like this is something like a conversation we have off air frequently mm-hmm. about um about like the way that people get hung up on things like. Well, but that's not how it works. And you're like, yeah, and I'm saying it shouldn't work that way. Right. And you're like, yeah. yeah, but it's not how it works. And you're like, yeah, that's not the argument not- I'm having. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm s- the argument I'm having presupposes that we do not do it this way anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're like, yeah, but this is how it is. Right. You can't like they can't yeah, yeah. get past the hang up of like. And right. Like, what what Aaron's basically saying is like, we should not have cues at at the voting at polls. And what Megan is saying, well, we do have polls. And he's like, yes, my point <laughs> is that we should not. <laughs> <laughs> like they should be different. And yeah. she's like, but if they were different, they would be different. Well, and then her and then yeah. her point is, well, getting rid yeah. of lines would be hard. And it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you know, okay. a lot of things are hard. <laughs> I guess I guess if things are difficult, they're not worth doing. So we right. just shouldn't ever. Yeah, do it's them. important that we never attempt to do anything that seems remotely difficult, because that would just yeah. be. But listen. like the un the unspoken, like the next step there in the logic is, well, if we if we did anything, then like that would that would be a government that does stuff, mm-hmm. and we don't want that. And it's like, oh, I see. You and I believe two different things. Yeah, <laughs> I believe. That they should do things, you believe that they shouldn't. That's a different disagreement altogether. That's right. a different debate, right? <laughs> yeah. And I just enjoyed the response from uh, Pixelated Boat, uh, famous for inventing the concept of milkshake duck, who replied to Megan and said, do you think that like with concerts, people are doing a little voting all year round and then an election is when they occasionally do a lot of voting? Related question. Have you recently been kicked in the head by a horse? <laughs> That's beautiful to me. Uh, yes. But yes. Uh, as I say, she's done this. She's doing this just asking the question thing. And uh, we had it previously back in April. She made a series of tweets, which we uh, had in our list of things to potentially discuss, but never got around to. But it seems good to bring it up to remind people of uh, her sort of affectation that she has. She says this is from April 24th. This is not a scientific assessment, just an idle speculation. And please take it in that light. But looking at all the infections at choir practice, soccer games, restaurants, etc. What if one big problem is dot 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 noise? Question mark. This would also <laughs> help explain why NYC happened so fast. Excuse me. As I say, this is completely idle speculation. I am just noodling what policy recommendations might come out of a discovery that noise spreads COVID. Do we redesign restaurants to be like those 1950 places with drapery everywhere instead of a cool industrial vibe? Does noise pollution become a much bigger priority? And then she had to clarify. She said, sorry to be clear. Noise is a problem because when it is noisy, people raise their voices to be heard, which facilitates droplet transmission. I'm not suggesting that like noise gives you COVID. (laughs) Uh, Listen, I'm just asking the question. Saying, Does, I'm just saying. Do do all these uh, loud New Yorkers who are going like, "Hey, I'm walking here." Are they talking too loud and spreading COVID? Begging I'm just the asking question, the question. Fallacy. <laughs> who 
boy. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm just asking the question. Come on, man. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing.